today's podcast episode is really a student-centered learning success story. We get to chat with Kyra Sandstrom, who is one of our Passion for Progress students, and I love how this has all worked out for her. When she took our class in the summer of 2020, she kept coming back to the point that she is teaching third graders. And while all of student-centered learning sounds great for maybe middle school kids, definitely high school kids, she just didn't understand how it could work for the younger students. And I kept telling her, just try it, just try it. So in her first year in teaching third grade and teaching kids both on Zoom and in the classroom, she implemented what we taught her. And not only is it working amazing, but she's now training other teachers on how to do this method of instruction. Super inspirational, lots of great ideas. I hope you enjoy today's podcast. Welcome welcome to the Student-Centered World Podcast, where we talk about all things hands-on teaching and keeping your energy and sanity in the classroom. This teacher-turned-consultant is making it her mission to help as many teachers as possible become the best version of themselves and keep their passion for teaching on fire. It's her hope that we never forget why we desire to have a passion for educational progress. This, this is Student-Centered World, and this is Jen Bry Soccer. All right, so just kind of starting out, do you want to introduce yourself, who you are, where you teach, that kind of thing? Sure, I can, yeah, definitely. So um, I, my name is Kyra and, um, I teach at an independent private school in Huntington beach. And this is my first year teaching third grade. So not only in the pandemic, um, teaching in this, but then I chose to change jobs. <laughs> so it was, um, but I'm enjoying third grade. This is my, I don't know, 18th year in education. Um, typically four, five, six has been my comfort zone. Um, I'm just coming out of fifth grade at the same school. So it's been a real treat to kind of see, you know, when we, when our students get to fifth grade, the independence and the things that we instill in them of where it starts. And it starts really in our third grade program. We really pride ourselves on it's the year of independence and students are their own advocates and how to email a teacher when you have questions and, and that type of thing. So yeah, I'm, um, that's me. Yeah, I think that's very true of third grade. That's where you suddenly see the shift. They become yeah. their own person. They have their own very strong beliefs about things. Um, yeah. My son just went into fourth grade, and now this is like the too cool for school year. Like, yeah. no matter what I'm saying to him, <laughs> yeah. he's like, Mom, just please stop. I'm like, oh, I'm embarrassing you already. Good. Yeah, yeah, that's, <laughs> right. that's my job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just wait, kid. Just wait. Yes, yes. So it's in the middle of the pandemic. You're trying to think, are you guys remote? Are you in the classroom? What are, what are yes, you doing? Yes, to both. Okay. <laughs> so um, in California, our governor, we're in a tiered system. Um, but being that we're at a private school, we could apply for a waiver to open um, with proper health guidelines in place. And we really had to have a plan. So we were able to open first day of school in person um, and also offer same classes to other students. So I have 16 students in class and five students on Zoom that I teach at the same time all day. Um, so, so yes, we are in-person and online. <laughs> but, so you're in-person, you're virtual, so you are as hybrid as you could possibly get, if you want yeah, to think of it that way. Exactly. And you started a new grade level this year. Yeah. How so is it going? Crazy. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's so funny because I hear, um, I'm a naturally positive person. I'm a rose-colored glasses person. Um, and I hear this term thrown around lately of, 
you know, that, that positive person who's bringing harm, but I really am not that. I have great days with my students. I connect with my students on Zoom. It's been a lot easier transition than I expected. Um, and so that's been great. I go home. I'm, yes, I'm exhausted. Is this modality of teaching sustainable? No. Right. Um, but it's right now doable and it's working. Um, so it's going, if I, you know, it's going pretty well. A scale of one to 10, probably seven to eight most days. So that's not bad odds. Yeah, not bad. And I know a lot of teachers aren't in that place. And so that's, it's interesting. Um, um, but for me, I think just learning a lot from you over the summer, which it's so funny. I think I know you, but I've just watched your videos. <laughs> but I just learned and took it in and absorbed it. And I'm applying a lot of those things to eight-year-olds. And I think that's what's, what's so exciting. But yeah, so it's, what, it's going well. What pieces of that, if we're going to kind of like jump into that frame, yeah. um, do you think were the most helpful that are leading you to having this more relaxed take, you know, we see other teachers that are just scrambling and, and drowning and, you know, you're saying like, it's hard, which it is. There's no doubt about it. No matter what you're doing, it's hard. But what do you think made it a little bit easier for you? Um, I think really um, taking, um, I've done a lot of presenting on this at my school too, and just came out of a meeting about this too. So it's been interesting. Um, it's really taking a look at what we do as teachers and packaging it in a way that students can access the information. So yes, I'm the holder of all knowledge. I know where we're going from point A to point Z in the steps. And traditionally the teacher's in front of the room, we're on page eight, everybody find the word, you know, find the word in bold of physical maps. What does it say? And we're usually guiding them through it. And that's the exhausting part of teaching, right? Yes. You're up on the stage and going through everything. But instead now I've packaged it in a way that students are guiding their, their pace through the content and um, how they access information and able to go back. So taking really the choice menus and um, things like that of making it student choice and not a free-for-all, right? right? I love when you said that. And it's not a free-for-all. It's not do what you want to do, but your entry point, your access point, your pacing of maybe you want to take, I have students that are eight, they'll take a look at every little activity and then they'll go back and pick the one that was most intriguing to them. Um, so I think that's been the mindset and we teach in units, right? So we have a geography unit, we have a novel unit. So I think that's a way to look at it too, is these big chunks and then breaking it into where can students have their own access point and have choice in it, but yet be carefully guided by the teacher. Yes. So it's a lot of that. And I think that's, that's huge. And I actually was talking to somebody else about this the other day that, you know, when I first train people on how to do this, I say, just, just do a lesson, just break yep. it down by lesson. But once you get it, once you get the process, do your whole unit at once, because yep. then you can piece all of the little bits together. If some kids need longer time than others, you just yep. have this, this circle, if you will, of yep. this is the unit and these are all the things that are going to be in the unit. And then we can figure it out from there. And kids are surprising. Sometimes, you know, in a more traditional method, you would say, okay, this is going to take two days. Yeah. And sometimes it takes half a class or it might yeah. take a week, you know, and we don't yeah. know, we might think we know, but then you're rushing kids that are actually doing a really good job because yeah. they're so thorough. And then other kids, you know, don't get the time that um, they would normally need for it. It's, yeah. it's interesting, especially when you put it into play and you put it into practice. And I recall you being like, well, what do I do with third graders? What do I do with these younger kids? <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. get how it's going to work, but yeah. you see, it's they working. Do it. Well, and I think too, we just talked about this a meeting I was at that right now in tech, we're at a school that's fortunate enough, every student is one-to-one. -one. So our lower grades, pre-K through 
one are on iPads, two through uh, three, two and three on Chromebooks, four and five are on MacBooks, and then our middle school is their own device. So we're super fortunate that we're one to one. So teaching them the different platforms, and they just go for it. You know, you can't break the internet. So give it right. a try. I can always reset a Google Doc or a Google Form to the the um, just the the stick with itness that students are having um, because they want to be at school and right. they want to be present. Uh, but then you throw in my distance learners, and now they're having the same experience because it it's packaged a little bit different. We I run through Google Classroom as a platform, right. so I make two different options and I just push it out to them a little bit di different so that they're completing everything if they want digitally, but then have the option to do paper pencil. Um, it's also been interesting too of having other teachers come on board with this, right? So I all in this summer going through your courses, um, but then bringing it to my staff. And as a staff, of course, we have people on different ends of the spectrum, super gonna try it. Others, I'm sticking with my old ways and in between. And we're teaching in this time that we're all exhausted and going through, because each one of us is also teaching a set of in-class learners and online learners. There's three per grade level. So right. Um, but I had a fourth grade teacher last week email me and say, yeah, I'm going to give this choice board a, a, a chance. We're done with Island of the Blue Dolphins. I think it'd be perfect for an end of the unit help. So ran over to her classroom, set up a Google slide, and she said her students are loving it. The whole fourth grade team is going for it. So it just takes a couple to get in and try small things. I'm yeah. a big picture person. I'd rather go all in <laughs> right. rather than little, <laughs> which works both ways. So, yeah. but that teacher now is more apt to try it on a different level next time. And we share it with our teammates. So everything I do, I'm sharing with my third grade teammates. They're taking it and loving it. Um, and stuff that they don't like, they're just tweaking for their own class. So I think it's a matter of just trying, right? As teachers, we're perfectionists. We don't want to right. try something that might fail. But the other flip side is what if it's right? <laughs> right? Yes, exactly. Same things right? we preach to the kids. We have to preach to ourselves. Yeah. And I mean, as much as, you know, I always say it's all about the student buy-in and you got to get there. And sometimes it takes longer. It's the same thing with teachers. And usually the ones that are, well, not usually in this time right now, the ones that are most resistant to that change are the ones that are struggling the most because they want yeah. to be able to do this life of learning in their traditional methods and it doesn't work. Yeah. It's just, it's either the kids, the engagement drops off because they're bored because they're not getting the same yep. face to face or whatever, yep. or they're trying to lecture on zoom for an hour and change. The next thing you know, all the icons are popping up and the cameras <laughs> are turning off yep. and you know, it's, yep. it's, um, if there's ever been a time in education to try something new, and to make a change and make a leap. And even if it's small, yep. now is the time because even if it doesn't work, like it's 2020, it's fine. Yeah. Just try something yeah. different. Well, and I think too, it's not new. I think at the school I'm at, we're innovative teachers. We're apt to try new things. So when I mentioned choice boards, I have some, well, we've been doing this and we have, right? We apply it to research projects. And when I taught in fifth grade, we, we already kind of employed some of these things um, and so that's neat to take a look at too. Like, yeah, it's not anything new. It's back to the forefront, um, which is exciting. So we, we are experts at it and being able to train in other teachers to come to our way, right. is super exciting too. Um, and so that's been a good reminder that we've been, we've put in place good teaching methods and practices and focusing on our students. 
but making a wider lens rather than just project-based. Well, let's take a look at a unit or let's take a look at other parts of it. So I've been super fortunate to be kind of trained up in that way um, of taking a look at, at those items too. Yeah. And I, it all, it all interconnects. I was yeah. chatting with someone the other day again that, um, you know, was kind of trying to put all of the pieces of all of the things that I said in every single lesson. I'm like, stop. No. <laughs> that is yeah. not, I'm just trying to give yeah. you all the different options that I can think of, but you need to figure out what works for your students, yeah. what's going to work for you, what's going to make your life easier. That should be the key piece of all of this is your exactly. life should become easier because you're taking out elements that have always been ingrained in this is what the teacher does but the teacher doesn't have to do it. And you should be able to take a breath and enjoy the time yeah. with your students and help them one-on-one. -on -one. And everything differentiates for every kid in your class, but it's yeah. not more work for you to do that. And once you get in the routine of how to do it and your kids get in the routine of how to do yeah. it, it's gravy from there. Well, and they love too with choice, right? So we put in all types of different modalities where they are doing paper pencil work. Today, students were building elevation with pasta and cardstock and others like, what are you doing? I'm learning elevation. What are you doing? You know, well, I'm still working on my note cards and, but putting in things that they enjoy, games, Google slides that are movable, YouTube videos and making it accessible to them in their world, right? right. We're, they're used to digital and tools as much as we don't want them so much on digital. They've had iPads in their hands since they were two. Right. And so I think that's been the cool part too, of finding those little niches, little things that they're like, oh, this is great. Can I watch the next video? Of course. Can I rewatch it? So it's been, um, yeah, it's been, it's been interesting to, to dive into and, and embrace. Like I, I will now, and when, now it's done, right? right. So now next year, I don't have to do this. I can just launch it. And right. that's what's exciting. Like I'm willing to put in the work now, not for just this year, but then for future, it's there ready to tweak. It's all ready to go. So that's been, that's been the, the silver lining as well. Yes. I think there's just been so many silver linings in all of this. I mean, it's, it sucks <laughs> and it's right. hard and there's so much we don't have control over, but a lot of conversations have been happening that we've been having as teachers for years and years, right. but nobody's wanted to listen. Yeah. And now they're in mainstream conversation. Yeah. And, you know, some of the people that might have been hesitant to try new technology, which just does their students a disservice, because like you said, they're techie little people. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they're going to need to know how to do these things and how to not just repeat information back and spit it back and forget about it, but actually apply that information once they get out into the real yep. world or, you know, in your case, once they get older and they need to get into high school or, or whatever. Um, so training them young is the best way to do that because like I said, I remember you being like, I don't know how this is going to work with little ones. And it's very common, but I think I'd even said to you, my son's kindergarten yep. teacher last year did this and did it awesome. You know, it seemed flawless. She just, she had them in groups. She had them in groups when they're in the classroom, when they went all digital, she still did different groups with them, taught them on whatever level that group was. I'm guessing that's how she broke them up. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, you know, would have a day where like, let's do show and tell and you guys can all talk and you can just see from an educator side of things like what criteria she was going for but right. she seemed like she had it down pat and it's just a matter of getting your kids in the routine and getting yourself in the mindset that it's okay to do something different yeah we have a pre-k team that is killing it in this platform and they have four-year-olds at home and at school and going through all of this so it's been just a focus and um 
and even in discussions with them of, well, I'm going to give it a try. They're four, right. <laughs> you know, but I'm going to, so that's exciting too, where our littlest learners are having these experiences and excited to be learning and, and up and doing just because of the focus and the purpose in our teaching. Yeah. And that's all bringing it back full circle, right? That's when it makes sense. Right. And I mean, especially the little ones, they think that they're playing. They think yeah. that they're just having a good time. They don't realize this is part of your curriculum and you're actually yeah. learning from it. <laughs> and then exactly. once, once the kids get older, it's, oh, well, this is fun. This isn't just sitting here taking notes. This is, you know, and they get involved with it more and they're also learning by accident because they just think that they get to do something cool. And then yeah. it's just, it all, it all, you know, rolls yep. together. Yep. It's worth it. It's worth the work. And it's, yeah. It's worth it and, and seeing the benefits in such a short time it has been super cool too. This summer we took different avenues of discussion for how is this gonna look when we launch. And so I really focused on that student learning part of, of it. And so I referenced your articles and did a mini um, one of the workshops last week for our PD. It's just been really cool to be 18 years in education and be excited about something yeah. in a pandemic. <laughs> like that yes. That's not happening so often. So and that's, that's, that's the key to this, that people don't believe when you tell them is like, yeah. you're excited again every day. You don't go home exhausted. You actually go home invigorated most days. Now, some days are a day. Like it, right. it's going to happen. Not every day is <laughs> going to be perfect. But for the most part, you know, especially if you give your kids some type of open-ended project or a choice board and they come up with amazing amazing projects that you never would have come up with to think to give yep, them exactly you, know, you give them just a little bit of freedom and like you said you're not it's not a free-for-all you are in charge of what's going on you are in charge of figuring out the activities and figuring out the pace and as much as you might be able to go and clean out that filing cabinet really quick that you've been meeting to because they're all so self-sufficient on their own you're still 100 percent in charge and in tune yeah. to every single child in that classroom and when yeah. you teach in a more traditional manner you're not, you don't know what's going on with every single kid in the classroom. And that's when kids fall through the cracks. Exactly. It's a lot harder for a kid to play it off with this yes. method. Oh, totally. Yeah. yeah. I've even found that already because they're, you know, well, what part are you working on? Well, I think I'm done with everything. Well, no, there's a lot of moving pieces here and clearly you're not. So, right. Um, and just freeze up for that conversation too, with, with them to be with them rather than at them. Yes. It, to be work, working with them has been, again, I'm dealing with eight-year-olds and they're excited to come up and show me or what they've discovered or what they're willing to try is, is great. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. if you were to give a teacher who is on the fence about making the switch some advice, what would it be? Um, I think it would be pick something small and give it a go. Start, start with three, three items, right? A choice of three and see what happens. Cause the worst thing that can happen is it flops. And then, and then really what we start over or we can, we're going to make sure, but just give it a try, just go for it, but pick some, pick something small and pick what you already have, but package it in a way that makes it a choice. Yes. I think that's been my message to teachers I work with. Like, we have all this great stuff, just package it together. And now it becomes a choice. Right. I mean, so, I was even saying that for distance learning, like, oh, you have a really great PowerPoint that you use. You could put it in Nearpod. You could put it in Seesaw and they can draw on it. Like there's yep. still so many ways to take what we already have. Because that's one thing that upsets people. They're like, I have all of these PowerPoints yeah. from all the lectures that I've given. Am I just supposed use to throw them away? No, you can use them in a different way. Them. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah it's, there's, yeah. there's so many options out there and, uh, it yeah. just, it makes me sad and frustrated to see so many teachers right now just burning out because they were not trained or they don't understand that just a little switch, like just, like you said, packaging it up a little differently will make your life so much easier. Yeah. And that's not even during a pandemic. That's during regular times right. too. Oh, this no. just made the pandemic a whole lot easier. <laughs> well, and I think we've talked about too, there's a lot of things in this that we'll keep as a school and as a team, even when the pandemic is gone, right? Right. There are certain things, yes, that we'll do away with, but there are, there are some good things in education that have come out with this. And I think if we can get it right, like what a great testament to, to a change in education. Yes. Right. What, to get it right, not just to do it here and there, but to really hone in and do it right. What a great benefit to our students and for ourselves if it saves us, mm -hmm. you know, from that burnout and from that frustration. Um, is what keeps driving me. Yeah. I mean, that. it's, it's a whole package. It really yep. is. It's better yep. for everybody. It might be just a little bit more work for you when you're first starting out and trying to figure it out. But once yeah. you know how it works, it's I not agree. difficult to put it together. Yep. Definitely. It's, it's an exciting time. Um, it's exhausting of course, but to get it right, I think is, is the best part. Yeah. And it's never going to be a hundred percent right no. either. You know, there'll always be that one kid, you know, you will never get rid of that one kid. It's uh, it's been worth it and exciting. And, and so thank you. Cause that's kind of the inspiration came was just digging around and researching and you came up. So, well, so I'm glad it's I been, came up. yeah. <laughs> and again, I don't know how Google's a great thing. So yeah. <laughs> so no, but it's been um, happy to talk to you about it and, and continue kind of, implementing and working and also helping other teachers has been, again, and I'm a first year teacher again, so right. that, you know, kind of brought all this on, but, but it's been great. It's the first year teacher, but without all of the, I have no idea what I'm doing. It's just yeah. the replanning side of it, exactly. which if you kind of think back, that's not as bad. <laughs> no, I know the school, I know routines and everything at the school and it's, yeah, now just a matter of curriculum, right. which is anybody can figure out most of the time. <laughs> right. Yeah. In theory anyway. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Sure. For My pleasure. Time today. Yeah, absolutely. Okay.